Welcome to the Organic Wine Podcast. From Los Angeles, this is Adam Huss. Thanks for listening. This is a special episode of the Organic Wine Podcast because I get to introduce you to my neighborhood and two women who are at the heart of the burgeoning wine scene here. Wine and winemaking are having a renaissance in Los Angeles, and Lindsay Williams and Belen Arredondo are making sure that South Central Los Angeles is part of that renaissance. Lindsay is a doctor of nursing, a frontline worker during the pandemic, and the founder of the South LA Wine Club. Belen is a South LA garagiste, literally making a ton of wine in her garage in South Central. And she joined Lindsay as a co-operator of the South LA Wine Club. Together, they are working to bring good wine with equity and diversity of choice to their community. I would bet lots of money that this is just the beginning of many big, bright, and beautiful wine projects that these two create and work on, both independently and together. For Lindsay and Belen, and for me, wine is about connection and the passion and compassion that those two bring to helping others connect with each other through wine is truly inspiring. Their stories will convince you that there is a beautiful and delicious future for wine in our neighborhood and yours. Enjoy. Lindsay, Belen, thanks for joining. Welcome hello, to hello. the Organic Wine Podcast. Hello. So, <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, guys. So, you know, I was thinking this this is a special episode for the Organic Wine Podcast because yes. we're not we're not really talking so much about wine as we're talking about like the best neighborhood in the world and the wine scene that is growing here. Thanks to you two very cool ladies. So I don't know for just people who don't know you, I would love it if you, if you could each take turns sort of introducing yourselves, how you got into wine, like where you're from and, and what you're doing with wine now, actually. And before that, like, I'll just admit that I just made a plate of chocolate chip cookies. Well, I just made chocolate chip cookies because Southern Yay. California houses, we don't have heat. So the way we heat up the house is we you, make you things. You get the oven, yes. And you open the <laughs> oven door and let, so the, I, let the oven, let the heat permeate. I'm, I'm jacked up on sugar and chocolate. What are you guys <laughs> jacked up on right now? <laughs> what? What are you guys drinking? Maybe add that into your introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, and feel free to go first. Absolutely. Okay, so I'll I'll introduce myself. So hi, hi everybody. Hey, folks. hi, hi. Uh, hey, Bill. Hey, Adam. So um, so I'm Lindsay Williams. Um, I am the founder of South LA Wine Club, um, that I founded in 2017. Um, I'm from LA. Um, I'm from Gardena specifically, for those who know. So LA native, um, born and raised. Um, I went to UCLA for grad school, and I got into wine at UCLA. Um, I was doing my doctorate in nursing. And, you know, I used wine as kind of a way to, to network with people. I was the, I was the youngest person in my doctoral class. I was one of the few black people in my doctoral class. And so I would go to conferences and I would be networking and with people who, you know, I was very intimidated by, and they were all talking about wine. And I just honestly Googled some words just to try to figure out some vocabulary to have something to hobnob with these people with. And, um, I took a trip to Temecula, probably I want to say in 2015. When I actually like got it, because at the time I was just talking about wine, I just had words. I, I was a poser, 
I'll say it, you know, and um, <laughs> just to kind of, you know, going along to get along. And then I went to Temecula in 2015 and I, and I said, oh, this is what wine is actually about. Like, oh, okay. I get it now. And once that thing clicked, it was like, okay, so what tastes like this? What tastes like that? What tastes like that? And that just kind of um, set me off on my, my path as a, as a wine lover, as a wine collector, as a wine professional. And um, like I said, I'm from Gardena. So I actually got my own place um, in South LA, South Central. And we use, and I, I use those terms interchangeably. And I think Berlin will too. And we can kind of talk about that. Um, so I moved here uh, officially in 2016 and was looking for a community around wine and didn't really find anything. So I went to um, meet up kind of on a whim and just said, call it South LA Wine Club. I'm um, just looking for people, like-minded people in the community. And I checked it a month later, it had 50 people in it. So I started in 2017, just started planning small kind of meetup events. And it's uh, grown from there into curating my own events, into my growth as a wine professional, um, and into just this 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 world and the community that I am super passionate about and I love um, um, infinitely. And I it definitely is is where I'm supposed to be and where I'm meant to be. Um, I will say too, I'm also a nurse. So I've been a nurse for 10 years as well. Um, and I'm working during COVID and this whole year of uncertainty that 2020 has been. And wine has been a bomb, I'll say during this time, because honestly, like back in March, April, May, I thought my palate was broken. I would taste wine. It would just, all, everything would taste like dirt, which was just kind of just the nature of the time. But I will say like this community that I have and like you, Adam, and you, Belen, you all have been such key and instrumental instrumental people in kind of getting me through this period. And wine too has gotten me through it. Just the wine community this year in 2020 has had such a reckoning and such a, um, such just just instrumental movement that I'm very proud to be a part of and very proud to represent South LA and South Central um, in this process as well. So that's a little bit about me. And I will say, okay, so what I'm drinking. All right. You can't see it, but I'm going to describe it to you. It's called Kamusha. It's from a, a Zimbabwean farm of Tanache, and excuse me, I'm going to butcher his name, Nyamudoka. Um, this is his 2019 Cab Sensol blend. So this is 76% Cab, 24% Sensol from 2019, like I said. Naturally fermented and vegan. It's imported through Amy Atwood. So um, they just started importing this a couple of months ago. So I got this one, this uh, specifically from Adam's Wine Shop here in West Adams. So I'm, it's, it's a delicious bottle. Um, and it's I'm easy drinking it. Um, I'm, I had my dinner earlier, so I'm drinking it by itself because I knew I had this lovely session to be a part of. So I want to have nice. someone to join me on this journey. Well, you're like, so you're a frontline worker, a nurse, and the starter of a wine club. You're you're a true hero of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's, I think, um, who is listening. That's very cool. There's so many things we could dig into from what you've already said, but let Belen, you should you should introduce yourself. Sure thing. Um, and yes, I agree with you, Adam. Lindsay is definitely a powerhouse in her own right. Um, so <laughs> definitely in awe of this of this amazing um, woman. Um, so you know, as I mentioned to you before, Adam, I did not grow up drinking wine. I wasn't around wine. Um, I come from a Mexican household and my parents and family primarily drank beer and tequila, a lot of really great tequila. Um, mm -hmm. Every once in a while, mezcal, but that stuff is kind of like gasoline. It's just too hard. <laughs> but um, so I was going out with friends and, you know, friends would have drinks, cocktails, and I never really drank 
Um, so I partnered up with my current partner and we would go out and he suggested that, uh, you know, it'd be nice if I found something for myself just to enjoy myself. And I was drawn to wine um, for many different reasons. Um, I started off tasting and having a lot of Spanish wines. Um, I couldn't find a lot of Mexican wine, so I would go naturally to more um, uh, Spanish regions, Argentina, Chile, things of that nature, really enjoyed it, and then moved into having more of the European wines, French wines, Italian wines, and finally really discovered what um, California had to offer and just fell in love with it. Um, I grew up in Los Angeles in a little hub like Little Armenia, close to Los Feliz and Hollywood. And, um, you know, just seeing all, seeing the, the wine scene there, the bars popping up, wine bars, um, really got me excited. And um, I really enjoyed having all of that at my fingertips. Um, my partner and I recently moved to, and I say recently, but it's been three years now, to yeah. what I was introduced at South Los Angeles, South LA. And later, later I found out, no, it's actually South Central. Um, moved here and was looking for a similar scene that I was used to and didn't find anything. And that's how I actually found Lindsay through Meetup because I was looking for wine bars or some sort of group that I can integrate with and work with. Um, because otherwise I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to create it myself. Right. So I was really happy to have met Lindsay through South LA Wine Club and a relationship just blossomed from there. And um, yeah, so I currently work for one of the largest nonprofits in Los Angeles um, that works with um, servicing those that are homeless. And um, I handle all of their compliance and data. But given the recent COVID pandemic, I was work working very closely with a lot of these project room key sites, a lot of hotel sites helping folks who were on the streets, who were homeless, very vulnerable um, to place in these isolated sites. So I got an opportunity to work with the individuals directly versus just kind of being behind the scenes, right behind a computer, numbers, things of that nature. So it was a very, um, I don't want to say rewarding because obviously this was not a really good time, but it really just brought a lot of things to perspective. And when I moved to South Central, I couldn't believe um, the level of poverty and the things that I was so used to having that I thought naturally you would find anywhere and everywhere. So long story short, um, in meeting Lindsay and really wanting to do something around wine and thinking that I can bring something to the community. And I thought, what brings people together? wine does that right in many circles and many avenues and then you go into the agricultural piece and all that that brings I was really excited about it and decided that I want to open my own wine bar and then COVID hit so I had to pivot and I decided okay I'm going to start making wine and that is what I started doing this year and my wine right now is currently in barrel so really excited and yeah, tasting really good. <laughs> Thank God I didn't fuck it up royally. So <laughs> we'll see what happens next year. 
But I'm currently drinking your Centrala's Siren. Ooh. And yeah, it's it delicious. Yes, it's a Pinot Noir 2019 from Spear Vineyard in Santa Rita Hills, which I drive by every time I go to Quito because I currently pour there. Um, yeah, I was going to ask about that. You didn't mention that, as you were saying, but you do spend weekends working for a, a kind of interesting winery, too, at times, right? Yes. Yes, yes. I work part-time at Kita, and um, Tara, who is the winemaker, is just an amazing woman. And then she and her wife, um, Mireya, also have their own um, winery um, and wine label through Camins to Dreams. And these two women have been super instrumental and just so helpful. And so many other people in this industry that have really helped me along in this process. Um, Justin from Lumen Wines and currently at Ancient Peaks. She was just, uh, just, just, everybody has been so kind. I cannot tell you enough, Adam. And a gal named Nancy also um, in Paso who just started her label. So I've had so many individuals really reach out and be extremely supportive when I reached out. Um, but I would say Sweets or Sellers. Michael from Sweets or Sellers was kind of like the catalyst to really helping me because I was trying to find out if anybody, you, you know, again, I don't, I didn't know anything about wine, right? I don't come from drinking wine and I don't have that kind of experience. So when I started learning that folks made wine out of the garage and that was kind of like the norm, I thought, really? So I found um, a local producer that actually was doing it from his um, apartment in West Hollywood who lived on the second floor and they were pressing grapes in the carport downstairs. So I reached yeah. out and this is Sweets or Cellars. Um, they now have a place in Lompoc, but um, yeah, it was Michael that really kind of like spearheaded yeah. initially. That's great. That's very cool. Yeah, I, I, that's I. I have made a few batches of wine in West Hollywood apartments myself. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I've been, I've been like a home winemaker since I don't know two thousand seven or something like that. So it's uh, yeah, that's a whole other story. But yeah, I, I know that feeling. I've <laughs> I've stained my walls red. I've had carboys explode. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it looks no. like crime scenes, you know, <laughs> you walk home, like just, you know, when you're learning and you don't know, you know, what to look for, you're doing things at the wrong time and you're pressurizing things that shouldn't be pressurized. And like, I'll put something in a, in a big carboy and then go to work and come home and the carboys explode and it literally oh, no. just looks like blood splatter, like a serial killer came through. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the fun learning experiences. <laughs> um that's cool. You guys, I mean, I, I listen to everything that you guys are doing. And I'm. I, my next question is, have you both signed deals with the devil or something to have the extra time in your life that I cannot believe <laughs> the amount of stuff that you guys are doing, which is awesome. Um, you know, you both brought it up. So I want to just jump right into it. What is What is the difference between South LA and South Central? Who wants to jump mm. in? Mm. Lindsay, uh, you said question. you'd be willing to dive into that. Yeah, Lindsay, yeah, yeah. Go so for it. no, that that it's an excellent question. So for me, to me, and the, the, I'll I'll describe it. There isn't necess. There isn't or isn't. There's a nuance, right? So right. So the name in the '80s and '90s was South Central, which 
had its own kind of a level of, of fame and notoriety, be that negative or positive, depending on the person, you know, based off the fame of, of Dr. Dre and NWA and, and Snoop Dogg and all of that. Um, and shows like back in the day, like, like South Central, there was a show called South Central. Um, itself. So it had kind of the, the notoriety, but it was um, for some considered pejorative and negative because it was seen as a, as a quote unquote hub for crime and, and salaciousness and excessive alcohol use, which literally the laws that are played that were placed back in the eighties and nineties to curb what was seen as, you know, this salacious behavior still affects us here today because the ability to get a liquor license, the ability to open anything here in South LA, South central is based off of that precedent that was, mm -hmm. that was based off of uh, back then. So at that time, it was, you know, it was South Central. So you would say you're from South Central. And then maybe in the early 2000s, 2010s, there was a kind of a rebranding that happened, you know, as a function of trying to rebrand and get away from maybe a negative stereotype that it became South LA. And then that in itself became, and, and again, this is, this is me, this is, this is Lindsay Williams, South LA Wine Club, you know, saying these things is that once it started be um, started to be called South LA, that had its own set of negative connotations because it felt like okay, so why are we trying to gentrify or change the name of the of the area that this is what it's always has been? This is what the people have called it this whole entire time. So to call it South LA was kind of seen as a way to potentially gentrify this area and call it something other than what it was actually called. So for me, right. that's why I use both. I, I, you know, the name of my business is South LA Wine Club, but I use South Central LA and South LA interchangeably because I'm hearkening to both of those names because there's some yeah. people who, you know, obviously who feel that pride in South Central. And I too, I feel that pride in South Central. I'm, like I said, I'm from Gardena, which is uh, a hop, skip and a jump down the street. So this is where I grew up. I live five minutes away from my grandmother's house where I spent many a holiday. So at that time it was South Central. And, but then South LA kind of represents this, this new kind of name for it, which for some, again, represents a pejorative connotation, but for some represents a, a, a rebirth and a renewal. Um, and so that's, for me personally, that's why I use the two interchangeably, South LA and South Central. Um, but if anyone asks me where I live, I say I live in South Central LA. That's for, yeah. that's for me personally. That, that's what I ascribe the value to. Yeah, it's funny. I, I find myself doing exactly the same things or using them interchangeably. Technically, my neighborhood is called um, Canterbury Knowles. Yes. And the <laughs> neighborhood is called Hyde Park. This is not Canterbury. There are no Knowles. This is not the Hyde Park that you see in London. So there was. I, I feel that there was an oh. attempt to ascribe this area with with you know, posh areas or, or, or higher areas. Square. Chesterfield right. Square. Yes, all of that. Like, what, what does that even mean? You know, to me, I, I mean, I live here. So what is what is Hyde Park? What is Canterbury? No, there's no knolls here. Like, but we, we have a lot of other things. But, you know, so like, don't try to yeah. change it from what it is. So that, that to me, that's how I personally use it. And I know for a lot of people, it's very deeply personal. And again, I don't yeah. want to offend. I want to honor all of those experiences. So for me, I use South Central LA and South LA yeah. interchangeably. Yeah. Um, Belen, you moved here, you know, a couple of years ago. What was your impression? I mean, you said you had some impressions. It sounded like, you know... And and this is a question for both of you. How like for people who haven't been here, 
who haven't driven these streets, what can you say? Like, what are, what are the opportunities? What are the challenges in this community? Well, um, Adam, I will say that um, when we were starting our house search, um, this particular area was coming up, and but it was coming up as South Los Angeles, right? So I didn't have any idea <laughs> that it was South Central, right? Um, yeah. And to be honest, outside of what I had heard about the riots and um, you know, different um, rap groups, you know, from the 80s, 90s, 2000s. I, I didn't really have like an understanding because I didn't live here, right? I, I really stayed in my little hub of the world. Um, so when I moved here, I mean, we fell in love with our home. It's this cute little two bedroom, one bath in what seems to be many homes, small little homes, family homes, a lot of families, a lot of generations living in, in here. So I thought that was very sweet um, coming from a place that now is riddled with apartment buildings, um, luxury apartments, right? Um, so this was, a, this was just very sweet. Um, but again, priced out of the market, not being able to afford Los Feliz, right? Not being able to afford now even the Valley. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't know about this area. I didn't think about it. So was really happy just in general, like to be excited, right? To be a homeowner. Um, yeah. So I didn't have any thoughts about it one way or the other. What ended up happening to us is actually when we started moving in, um, people were giving us kind of like these funny looks because here are these two young individuals um, that don't look anything like what folks perceive to be as Mexicans um, coming to this neighborhood. So automatically we were seen as we were gentrifying the area. And mm. I started speaking Spanish to them. My partner and I both did and things changed a little. Um, but uh, that was kind of like the first impression. And to be honest, <laughs> um, I, we were welcomed by a homeless person who lived on the street, um, who used to live in the kind of backyard of our neighbor. And this gentleman is the one who actually welcomed us in. And I, I don't know, there was something very bittersweet about that, um, hmm. but feeling very welcomed. And then, you know, moving here, looking around, thinking I'm going to be able to walk to a coffee shop. I'm going to be able to walk to some organic, you know, what I was used to mm. and found myself that, no, that wasn't the case. Mm. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a drive to I, get anywhere, right? Like, yeah, and, if I wanted yeah. fast food or a liquor store, you have them everywhere. Right. I really was looking for, you know, good food, organic food, things of that nature. It was They were really hard to find. You have a lot yeah. of large um grocery store, you know, chains, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but you know, the selection is very different. Um, yeah. And not even a lot of them. It's kind of few and far between compared to. Sparse, I mean, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we moved into our home in, in January of 2018. And I was kind of thinking, what am I going to do? How can I help? That's always my mindset, right? I'm an entrepreneurial at heart. And, um, then eight months later in August, 
um, around the corner, this organic coffee shop and an organic store opened up, the VM, um, VMPC, and um, I was really excited. The problem is when you walk in, I mean, these prices are pretty expensive um, when you think about the community and what they can or can't afford, right? So sure, I can afford it, but it made me think, is someone really going to come in here for an organic chicken um, and pay $20 for it? So mm. there's still, I think, a lot of um, problems with what we have available and how it's serving the community, right? Um, yeah. I think there's still a lot of opportunities there, but I was telling people that I moved to South LA and people were actually really upset that I was even calling it South LA. They were telling me you're actually in South Central. And I found myself having to defend like, Hey, this is what I have. This is like, I'm not just saying it to say it. I, this is what I know. And <laughs> I mean, this it was harsh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then depending on where you are, right. If you try, if you're in West Adams and you say, Oh, I'm South LA. You know, some people are like, no, you're West Adams or you're, no, you're not South Central. I mean, it, it's really hard sometimes. So at this point yeah. now, it's just like, like Lindsay says, I'm South Central Los Angeles because um, I'm not trying to appease anyone, but I don't want to offend anybody because now this is part of my community, right? And um, I grew up here, so I don't feel like I'm gentrifying, although, you know, many people think that we are. Um, but uh, I mean, fortunately, I feel like for the most part, our neighbors, again, a lot of generations here, like individuals that are older, this is their home, this is where their kids grew up, still live here. Um, so for me, it's very sweet to see that, to see kids and parents walking down the street. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a real LA neighborhood in that sense. I mean, that was my big impression having moved here, you know, going on, well, it's like nine years this year. Um, I, I just for the first time, I bounced around LA, all different neighborhoods for, you know, I don't know, 15 years plus. And when I moved here, it was like, oh, like people are socially active, politically active community, you know, there's a sense of community, like I've never felt anywhere else in LA. Um, was welcomed by neighbors you know it was just like i was like oh this is like it's like a place where you can be yes. home you know like yes. everywhere else in la you feel transient and then i came here and i was like i could i correct. could feel like i'm home here correct because a lot of a lot of times in la a lot of people if you, again and i'll say this i'll say north of the tent a lot some people aren't from la but when you get south <laughs> of the tent a lot of people are actually from la yeah, and so you do feel again yeah like you have neighbors a little bit more homey a little bit more neighborhood like you know your neighbors you know people you will you know yeah. you'll say hi when you walk down the street and walk your dog like it it feels definitely feels like more of a community in a neighborhood more of a home and so yeah um that bell and i were both from la um you know, at different parts of it, I think kind of added to that too, because we kind of knew where to, you know, how to, how, how that feels were just like lived in, you know, that, yeah. that, that of wanting neighbors of wanting a community and wanting a neighborhood. And that's what um, this neighborhood really provides in, in droves is that 
again, you know your neighbors. I talk to them. I speak to them. They, you know, we talk to one another. There's a quinceanera happening down the street. There's a, you know, a birthday party happening down the street. Like that, that's all just a part of the community and the neighborhood is that, you know, you know, people are living their lives, you know, and they're, they're yeah. ingratiated here. They're here. I, yeah. I will say, Adam, that one of the things that, um, I was shocked by is when I, when we were inviting friends and family members over, right. Um, and they would get to our house. They were very like on their end, shocked and impressed at how nice the house was. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, wait a minute, like what were you, like, I don't get it. Like, what were you expecting? But their thinking was, it's yeah, going to be this yeah. dilapidated. It's got probably a tear down. It's probably mm. Um, and it was anything but that, right? Not to say that you can't, you could find that anywhere, right? But um, sure, yeah. The expectation coming to our home was that it was going to be that, um, not what they ended up encountering. Um, I will say that the other thing that I've noticed here is, oh my god, I'm sick and tired of all of these fucking helicopters. <laughs> the fucking oh, cop. It never ends. It never oh ends. my god. Uh, that's like on my first podcast for this whole show is I just have a recording of a helicopter flying over <laughs> because it's like, this is what it sounds like where I live. That's literally my first thing <laughs> on, on this podcast. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, you know, and so we'll, you know, I want to jump back to the wine club then too, because Lindsay, that's kind of how I, I found out about you too, is just, mm-hmm. we, we all kind of came at this in this really organic way, sorry, pun intended, um, <laughs> of, of, of just trying to make connections with other like-minded yes. people. And yes. Lindsay, you provided that space. Like literally I just went online and was like South LA wine club or something like that, because I was like, who, how am I going to talk to people in my neighborhood who like wine? How am I going to find them? And boom, I was like, wait, there is a meetup for that. I was like super surprised to find I joined right up. And then I think COVID hit or something like that. And it was like, yes. oh, <laughs> <didn't, you> know, <laughs> nothing was happening. But in the meantime, um, I mean, first of all, I want to say that, you know, and you guys can talk to that, but that sense of connection is really, you know, a whole, the whole reason that I, it's been wonderful to get to know you guys and what I think yes. you're doing is so wonderful and why I wanted to do this because, you know, what, what we're trying to do and Belen, you even sort of alluded to this, but the, the agricultural piece to wine is that, yes. you know, so much of South LA where we are very urban, we're very isolated from where the food comes from and where, you know, where everything comes from and making that connection between what's in the glass and where it was grown is really important to me and, and making connection to the other people, you know, the connection that comes from making that connection, the connections to other people is really important to me. Um, but you guys, uh, what, what has, since, since COVID the, the wine club is really, you've sort of had a whole, explosion of attention and press and all kinds of stuff and i but do you want to talk about that and 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 what's happened with the wine club in the past year and and what's happened with the attention that it's gotten and everything absolutely absolutely so um so yeah i i'll say the the last event that we had 
back in March before COVID, the stay-at-home order, the first stay-at-home order actually began was a South LA Wine Club event. And um, <laughs> it was at yes. Berlin's house. Uh, so Berlin and I live less than a mile away from one another. We we could walk to one another's houses. And so after we connected after my first event um, last October, it was it hasn't even been a year, which is wild. It feels like so much longer than that. But after that first event, we had planned to do another event, which we did in, in, in March of 2020, uh, which we featured some some producers um, from Los Alamos, Los Olivos, you know, Santa Barbara County. Um, and literally that we had gone back and forth for that event as to whether we should have it, whether we should cancel it you know, cases arising, you know, everything just sort of happens so fast. And ultimately we decided just to have it because, um, we, we, it was in someone's home, the, you know, the number one. So we felt like we could have, you know, a certain amount of uh, control over the capacity, a certain amount of control over who does what, who goes where, you know, we had, we had wipes, we had hand washing station, we had all the PPE out, we had, you know, signs and we had, you know, label your own glass. We had all of that stuff, you know, again, just not knowing and being unsure of what will actually happen. Um, and so we had that event, which was a success. And then like literally the day after that is when the stay at home order went into effect. So in retrospect, I'm so glad we had that event um, because that, that, that literally was my last hurrah as far as an in-person event for 2020. And so since then, I've pivoted to be online um, using uh, Instagram Live a lot as far as events, um, just to have um, series in which I can talk to winemakers, talk to people in South LA, just to talk about what we're going through, of course, because we can't all be physically together. So um, a series I launched was South LA Speaks, which was um, literally meant to, because I, I was struggling. I Like I said, you know, it was covid I was a nurse. There was a lot of things happening at once. There was so much uncertainty. I was like, so what am I doing? Because, you know, I saw people were launching like live tastings and Zoom tastings, which at the time seemed so foreign. And so I say, okay, so what's, what, what is my contribution? How am I adding value? And how I add value is no one else is in, you know, besides the folks that I'm talking to, like, what is the value? It's called South LA Wine Club. So let's harvest the value that we have right here in our neighborhood. So the South LA Speak series was meant to highlight people who are in the neighborhood who, quite honestly, I would have been talking to anyway, but we didn't have yeah. a chance to talk because <laughs> we, we couldn't get together physically. So it was a chance to have that conversation um, online on Instagram Live. So um, our, my first session I had with a, a local therapist who had been to a couple of my events, who was a wine enthusiast herself. The other event I had with some lo local community activists. And we just talked about what we're going through, the challenges that we're facing, and we were all drinking the same wine. And so that was just kind of immediately the value of that. And since then, I've had more events, again, on Instagram Live, where I'm talking to local winemakers, I'm talking to local wine enthusiasts, you know, just having a way to connect and stay connected and drink the same wine. So it was just a way, it was a way to connect with people, to connect with my community, to connect with people that I would have connected with anyway, but we, you know, we couldn't physically be there in person. So for me, that, that was a lot of 2020, just a lot of challenges as far as like, what am I doing? Um, thinking my palate was broken and then kind of reframing. Um, the, another significant thing I did was I started a collaborative with some of my um, good dear sisters in wine that we called Our Glasses Full and meant to commemorate and celebrate like key um, 
events, celebrations, holidays around marginalized groups and use that and reframe it with wine. So the main thing that we did this year was the Juneteenth Saber celebration. So we literally reclaimed the act of sabering a bottle of champagne or sparkling wine as a chance to like celebrate Juneteenth. So we had speakers, we mm-hmm. had a sparkling wine tasting, we had a DJ. And so again, just trying to reframe and see like what we can do, you know, now with limited contact, limited in-person contact, what events look like now, what it, what things feel like now, and still again, trying to, to, to connect with people. So that's been my year. Very long time. Right. I will say, though, I will add to um, to what Lindsay said, that one of the reasons we did move forward with having the event, because we had it March 14th, and the stay at home order started the very next day, the 15th, was because folks were reaching out to both Lindsay and I, like, please don't cancel, because a lot of yes. a lot of events had been canceled for people, and people were like, we don't know what's going on, we really want this to happen. So we actually had a like an amazing turnout. We had a great turnout. Yeah. And uh, that was, and, and we felt that between Lindsay, myself and Pete from Final Girl Wines, um, you know, you have folks that work um, in some way, shape or form um, with um, healthcare compliance. I mean, our home looked like, <laughs> yes, I mean, it, it was, it was, it was on point um, for all of the <laughs> safety purposes. Um, but it was really interesting because the goal was to have everything outside. And so we did have a portion of it outside and then it started pouring. So we had to come inside. So yes. <laughs> and we had the a one day of- that it rained this year. Yes. <laughs> Literally. And, and the and re, and the reality is, Adam, that we changed a lot of things. Like we pivoted yes. immediately. So Lindsay handled all of the pouring of wine. I, I stayed, I made the food and I stayed at the food station. So I was serving folks. Folks were not allowed to touch the food, um, which is very different, right? Because normally you just have a big platter. Exactly, yeah. People kind of, you know, go and, and grab what they want. But it was, this was very different. And then we had someone that was constantly cleaning doorknobs, spraying Lysol. Um, we had someone that was taking pictures. I mean, every single one of us had a role. We were exhausted, <laughs> but wow. it worked out. So um, it was really nice to have and to share that and have that experience. Um, and then, you know, it was all downhill from there. And then, <laughs> <laughs> as you know, the rest is history. <laughs> Right. Well, I will, I will say. say I, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want, no. Um, I, I wanted to just say that. It, yes. <laughs> I I I know you're joking, but you know, there's been some really cool stuff that you guys have done even since then. Like, I, I right. mean, I wanted to highlight uh, the Aslina uh, tasting, yes. the virtual tasting that you did, because you know that's just highlighting a really cool winemaker, the first female black female winemaker in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we you had her for a virtual tasting, which was fantastic. I tuned in for that. Yes, drinking yeah. her wines, and yeah. I think Adam's coffee shop. Yeah, Adam's coffee shop opened up this year too, right? Yeah. So we finally have like Adam's somebody who flash at Adam's wine shop. Yeah, so Adam's right. wine shop. Shout out yep. to right. Nancy, who who's the who's the wine director there, who has been um, such a resource. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's. It, some lies, some highs, lies, <laughs> highs and lows. Highs and lows. Exactly. That, that's exactly 2020. You're just saying everything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, 
literally the week before they opened, I was driving home from wine country and I was like, man, if there was only a wine shop in our neighborhood that's that had like cool European stuff and like you know, cool local stuff from California, you know, like stuff that and especially it would be awesome if it like focused on organics and biodynamics and like, you know, small production, <laughs> small producers. I was like, there you, how there it is. That be? There it is. And like a week later, boom, I was like, oh, I'm screwed. And like now there oh, there goes all my profits. From- <laughs> <laughs> it's like we we put it onto the universe, Adam, because when I was like, where's my coffee shop that I can walk to? And then sure enough, eight months later, I have one right around the corner and organic at that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I, so you guys are relatively new to this in, in some ways. I mean, a couple of years into the wine world. So, you're, I mean, you're learning and you're growing and you're, you, you're experiencing a lot of new things. Um, and I, I just want to ask for both of you, what, what are some of the big things, big key things that have been like pivotal things that you've learned in the wine, in your wine knowledge? And, and what are you learning currently? Like, what do you, what do you, and what do you want to learn? Like, where are you, what's, where are you taking your, education with wine? Well, for me, um, I'm learning how to make wine, number one. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super huge. Lindsay was uh, really helpful. And we really... Yes, yes, yes. We now got you're to making, see... Yes, you're a home winemaker, right? You're not licensed yet. So this is all just learning and fun at home stuff. You She's can't... You're a garage right? You're a garage yeast. Yes. So... But you're making a significant amount of wine, if I'm correct, right? If I'm not Listen, mistaken. you go big or you go home. Um, <laughs> you go big and go home in your case. Yes. Um. <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah, so my grapes um, are from Paso Robles, the Estrella district, and two vineyards behind J. Lore. And uh, yeah, I'm making Cabernet Sauvignon and Syrah. Um nice. That's just huge, right? Just learning how to make it. But um, mm-hmm. the process really of just, just doing that, I mean. Lindsay it changes you forever. Yeah, Lindsay <laughs> was there when we did Harvest. And I got to tell you, it's a lot of work. And yes. it made me think about all of the people that are working the vineyard right. versus whose face is actually representing the finished product, right? And who worked yeah. on finished product. I mean, they're very different um, uh, people. And yeah. um, it it just blew me away. And, um, you know, I talk a lot about this on this podcast, right, Bella? And you've, yes. I know you've listened. And I, 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 yeah, I think that's so important to bring out and bring attention to because I think there's so much opportunity for improvement there. Yeah, on, I mean, right. we have a lot of these beautiful vineyards and they are being worked on by primarily a lot of Latino, a lot of minority workers um, and, you know, to some extent, potentially immigrant workers. And um, it's really intense. It's a lot of work. And, um, you know, I fortunately get to speak Spanish with them. So we have a lot of fun, but many of them you know, they work the vines tirelessly and they love them because they come from agriculture in some way, shape or form. Um, but they don't necessarily drink the wine. Uh, they they care for these vines. They put a lot of time and effort. And, you know, let's not get started on kind of like the income disparity there. But um, 
I just started thinking a lot about that and what really goes into a bottle of wine, you know? So I bought a ton of grapes for my first trial and just harvesting. Uh, literally a ton, right? Not, right. Not just a right. Literally. Yeah, I tell people that it's like a ton is not, it's not hyperbole. Like, no, it's, it was literally a ton <laughs> uh, of grapes. 2,000 pounds of grapes. <laughs> I mean, and just that process alone, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of these images on Instagram and, and I posted some of them, right? About like this, you know, Lottie da kind of like Disneyland, beautiful, like gorgeous, but man, it's fucking hard. And yeah. <laughs> it, it's a lot of work. And yeah. I just, th I started thinking about who's tending these vines, right? So when I hear that folks are actually working on um, a lot of the vines and the soil and what that means and I mean, it really blows me away. So there's definitely this bittersweet truth that comes with all of it, right? So I got to do a portion of it. And I think the next part for me to learn is more about the actual vines themselves and the vineyard and the growing process mm -hmm. and cover crop and the soil and the matter and all of that. So I think that's that's the next part for me to really understand um, because I think in terms of making wine, I mean, granted it's at the hands of the winemaker. And again, I have been really blessed that I've had many, several individuals guide me through this process. Right. Um, but there's a, still a lot to be learned. And, and I think it left me with that, you know, that yeah. thinking about the people that are working, um, the fields and in just agriculture, in general. And, you know, I have a small little garden in my front yard. Um, and I did this purposely because we have a lot of families here that have a lot of, you'd be surprised. A lot of people have little gardens and fruit trees. I mean, we have tons of oranges all over this neighborhood. So I just thought, wouldn't it be cool if we can barter, right? If I'm growing something and you can give me some lemons and I'll give you some basil or parsley or kale. Right. Um, so yeah, but a lot to learn still from the viticulture side and the agriculture yes. part of it. I, I, I'll say just from um, being enlisted to help with with the harvesting, and um, I was so happy to be able to to join Billin on this process of making her own wine because this is something that we talk about quite a bit about creating our own kind of culture and community and scene here um, in South LA, South Central. So being able to literally pick the wines, drive the wines down, like stomp the wines, like treat them. Like it was such, it was so hands-on and I'm so, so appreciative um, of that process because it, again, like, like Belen said, it makes you just so appreciative of the hands that perform this labor. Um, yeah. And it makes you aware of the hands that the hands and the people and the feet that perform this labor because um, you know we did it with yes. our with our with our ton. Uh, well, I'll say, yeah. I say our because you know I feel part, partial ownership because I'll text, text Billy like how our baby's doing. You know, yes. these are babies, of course. Um, but like yeah. Yeah. you know, this was just our ton, and and yes. we we felt such. Um, um, ownership over it and such care over it, you know, to make sure that it was shepherded through this process, you know, of fermentation. So, um, you know, just to have that happen and so the, the hands and again, the, the workers that touch this land um, and that touch the wine, we, we are, um, make sure we, that we're respectful of them and, and in reverence of them, because again, like this, this is an agricultural product too. 
I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's for it's it. That's why wine is so interesting, right? Because it's a luxury product, but it's also an agricultural product. It's also a consumer product. It's also a historical product. All these things kind of intercept with what you yeah, drink and, and how you drink product, it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just being able perhaps. to bring these wines to Belen's house in South Central is so impactful because we were like we were stomping and pressing these great we call it great madness because I, I was yes. we were up for twenty four straight hours. Like we <laughs> yeah. we were we were deliriously tired. Um but uh, it was worth it because when I get to taste when I get to taste this wine, I mean it's delicious. It's damn delicious. <laughs> so I feel that ownership again over the wine and 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 shepherding it. So um yeah, it it, it was just a, a real lesson cool. in 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 the labor and in the hands again because in South in South LA and South Central, um, I think I and I know Belen too feels that connection to those workers because we often the people that live in this neighborhood are the ones that are exploited. Oftentimes, we are the ones who are considered lesser than. And so when I go and we make these agricultural products, um, I don't want to lose sight of that. I take all of that when I go and do whatever I'm doing in wine. So um, it was it was very impactful and 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 also was a lot of fun. Of of course, I would yeah. do that because you're making you're doing something that no one else has done before, you know. So yeah, it was it was very it was a great experience in that respect. Well, I mean, I love a, a couple things. You, I love that you were just using the word wine and grapes interchangeably because it, it's it's funny. That's I think that's probably something you learn in the process is just how that that connection has been made so so strongly for you that there is no difference really like you're like mm-hmm. you were saying wine stomping the wine and picking the wine and and I was like that's awesome I love that that you're saying it like that um and I, it's so profound what both of you guys said about that it needs no commentary I I think it's been it's really beautiful too I think there's I will also add that you might not even realize how uh, important the knowledge that you're getting from doing that is it's it it really changes the way you taste wine it changes the way you understand where flavor comes from when you you know because so many people come to wine from the glass side you know they they fall in yes. love with wine because they've they've met it in a store in a tasting room or something like that at a party and they they taste something that they really like and they start or they start learning about it they learn about the history you know they you know from the finished product side and then it takes years like this was my journey to work backwards to see that it all started with that soil and the labor in the vineyard and you guys got this really profound and really important knowledge right up front which i think is so great um and you'll yeah, I, I yeah, it's. I, I hope everybody appreciates that. I, I think that's so cool that you guys already seem to appreciate it. Um, what do you want for the future? Uh, I mean, what do you see for the future in in your own life, but in the neighborhood in regards to wine? I feel like both Lindsay and I have had several discussions about this. Um, where I think the reason we both connected so much is because we both want the same thing for this community. Um, we want to have resources available. We want choices. We want options, right, on on many fronts. Um, but it would be great to have um, local wine bars, local wineries, um, access to wine that's good wine, right? I know we talked about this before um, with you, Adam. Um, access, it's, it's, you know, 
-hmm. not to say that there's anything wrong with some of the ones that are out there, but I'd love for there to be um, more variants and varietals in terms of what's accessible and what's available and price points and stuff being made and for people to also be able to enjoy it, right? Um, I'd love to see all of that. And I'd love to be able to provide for this community um, some of these wines that I'm making. I'd love to continue to host events and and support Lindsay and her endeavors because there's a lot that as a Latina and as a Black woman um, coming together in this community can do, especially as women. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's so much opportunity and I think a lot of people want it and we want to see folks that look like us, right? Be a part of this and represent it in the same fashion. Yes, I I would agree with uh, Belinda 100%. I think for us um, in future, just wanting to make sure that we have sustainment and that we have, um, yeah, a a, a continual community because it's so important that, again, like Belinda said, there, there is some variety in, in uh, liquor stores and big box grocery stores, but of course that doesn't represent the gamut of small, local, you know, POC, uh, BIPOC, you know, um, winemakers. And so I want to highlight that as part of the work that I do. I want to make sure that there, there are wines that, that are out there in LA even that people in South LA and South Central LA do not have access to. So that's my goal to make sure that we have an adequate representation of these tastes and of different varietals and of different brands and that things that, that feel accessible, you don't have to drive across town in order to find certain things. You know, it's, it is right here. And so part of that too, is recognizing that this neighborhood of South LA, South Central LA and Inglewood, we are wine buyers. Um, we are buying a significant amount of wines. It's just that at a large scale, um, no one's paid attention to us, which is not fair, which is not right because we are buying a lot of wine. Many of my customers will go to Napa every year, twice a year, three times a year. They'll go to Temecula. They'll go out to these wine areas, but no one's coming into them. And that's what this seeks to represent is that they can come. You deserve to have all this wine right here in your neighborhood and be able to buy it as well. And so, um, that's what I like to continue to do. And, and again, with, with, uh, Centralis and with Belen here and with me here and with Adam's wine shop here, there's a lot more representation here in this area, um, that we can get this, the wine to this, to this area. Cause again, like we said, with 2020, we need it. So the more variety I, that we have, the better. And I will add to what Lindsay's saying in terms of folks coming here to us to service this particular community. I will say that one of the things that um, struck a lot of individuals that came to our only event that we hosted together prior to (laughs) is we had three winemakers here and felt like, wow, I am important. They came down, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they took time out of their schedule talk to everybody to pour wine to introduce I mean it was such a beautiful thing and you know to leave with that thinking like wow someone cares about me enough that they made the track you know final girl wines came out Pete and Anna um Serenity Farms came out mm-hmm. uh, Jason Dreamcoat. came out who's and then um they also brought down Dreamcoat all yes. the same kind of like Los Alamos Los Olivos Santa Barbara regions and um 
it was really beautiful to have that and make that accessible and available to folks. Um, so that's another part of it, right? It's, it's, there are a lot of, cons- we have a lot of consumers here. I mean, shoot, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I'll speak from the Mexican side. We love to drink. Um, (laughs) tons of tequila and tons of beer I mean you just need to bring them you know different levels of access of wine as you know there are different kinds of beer different kinds of tequila you want something for everybody bring it to them we are consumers so um, it was a beautiful thing to see and for folks to walk away with so it made me very very proud and like I said, that's what I want in the future and continue to collaborate um, with others and support each other. That's great. Yeah. And that, that's, and I'll just add a little bit more. That's, that is what I know that I'm all about. And Belen is all about is that we're about collaboration. I am not in a scarcity mindset. I'm in an abundance mindset. I don't, I'm not in competition with anybody for anything. Because I know if we all work together, that you know, there, there's more than enough wine to go around to everybody. There's only so many grapes. There's only so yeah. many vineyards, and so there, and there's more than enough people that need this wine. So I don't, I don't work in a in a scarcity mindset where I'm set against somebody else in this neighborhood. No, that's not my intention at all. We all work together because if if it's not for it's not, if you don't come to me, you come to my colleague. But we're all working in conjunction and, and in collaboration. That's cool. I have a cool story just to sort of wind things down from coming to this neighborhood whenever that was. We were here, probably we were still, you know, working, fixing up the house. We just moved in and our neighbors behind us invited us over for a party. And we're like, oh, sure, great. What would, you know, what's the occasion? What should we bring? They're like, no, we're we're throwing it for you guys to welcome you to the neighborhood. And like, oh, okay, that's fantastic so we show you know and like so the whole neighbors come and like the first gift that we got from our neighbors was a bottle of wine (laughs) and i was like i think we're home (laughs) this seems about right that's Um, awesome adam yeah Yeah. the community is so is so huge out here it's just no one's has ever has said like oh well you all like to drink which is why we're here um, right. because there, there's such a, there's such a, a spectrum of what people like, just like in any other, uh, any other, you know, network or any other uh, consumer area and, and not just thinking about it as like, okay, you're going to buy this. So we're going to give you this, but it's just like, there's so many different tastes. And so it's so varied. And, and again, it's, it hasn't been paid attention to, which is not fair. Um, and yeah. it's not equitable, which, which is why we're here again. And hey. I will, and I will add Adam that, you know, um, you know, Mexicans, Latinos, we love our quinceañeras. They are becoming more and more profitable than even weddings. So when you think mm. about wine, I mean, yeah. talk about a party. Again, yeah. we are consumers. We love to drink. We love to party. Let's bring them as much wine. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I and, and same thing. If like anybody's all, listening, I hope they're getting it. Right. <laughs> The same, you know, the same thing, you know, with our, with, with, you know, the, the, the black community as well across LA. I mean, you know, it's, it's wine is, is meant to, it was meant, is meant to signify a celebration, you know, no matter what occasion is it, what, what occasion is it? Um, and, um, we are, we are definite consumers between the Latinx community and the black community. We are consuming and buying as just as high as a rate of, as any other community. So our preferences are just as important. 
And so, you know, when you're thinking about this, thinking about all the different types of people that consume your wines and consume products. So that's why we're here. Very cool. Well, you guys are doing wonderful, beautiful things, and I'm so glad that we could talk about them. How do people find out about the South LA Wine Club and about, you know, do you want to just give your your connections? I know, Belen, you have a great Instagram. I know the South LA Wine Club does. Do you guys want to say what those are? And Sure. And for, for me, uh, it's this Latina Belen. Um, and that's where I post everything, really. That's really the best way to get a hold of me and receive updates. Lindsay, what, how, do, how do people find out about the wine club? Absolutely. For me, uh, my website is uh, southlawineclub.com. And I'm on that Instagram at South LA Wine Club, on Facebook at South LA Wine Club, pretty much South LA Wine Club, wherever you can find it. <laughs> and well, I will say, Adam, that if folks reach out to either one of us, we tend to reach out to each other. And we exactly. do exactly. together. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't tell exactly you a secret and expect the other one not to know it. Exactly. Yes. No, exactly. That's, that, that's, the communi- that's the collaboration communication. Again, we're not in competition. I'd be like, oh, did you see this? And she'd be like, yes, I saw. Did you see this? <laughs> so we work very closely together because we want it to be something in that all of us can succeed. So cool. All right. Well, guys, we, well, we're going to do this again. We're going to come back, like we said, and we're going to do a part two in a year or something and see what's happened and Hopefully what's going on. Hopefully we can be in person and just be at someone else's house oh, in the backyard. That would be lovely, oh. right? Yes. Be... Oh, boy, boy, boy. Please wear a mask. Please wear a mask, y'all. Yeah. Oh, thank you. There you go. Closing and words And buy Centralis wine because you can just be yes. right at home enjoying Centralis wine. Hey, that's great. And if you do, Centralis is the sponsor of this podcast and helps to promote people like you guys who who are doing beautiful (laughs) things in the world by promoting and giving voice to your project. So there you go. (laughs) You guys are awesome. Thank you. Um, Thanks, Adam. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Of course. Of course.